0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This podcast was recorded live at Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, I just want to say a few quick things about this week's episode uh, before we get started. So this is another episode recorded in the panel Riot Mobile, sponsored by Petri Wine and brought to you by Subaru. Subaru, that's good car. Um, I'm hoping that it will actually be the last one of these that we do for quite a while. Um, my studio is set up and uh, as you can hear, my voice is golden. Once again, I've got a pop screen on the microphone and, uh, you know, it, it's just a much better experience for everyone when I record here and not, not in the car. Um, but, uh, but that being said, I did want to provide an episode for this week and, um, and I did. Uh, so, but, you know, be aware it was recorded in the car so that the audio isn't the best in the world, but, um, but it is an episode, and I, I really think it is something you're going to enjoy. Um, I was contacted recently by Marvel to uh, to give a pitch for the new um, the new Avengers movie. They started filming, and uh, it, they ran into a lot of trouble just right away. Just right away. I mean, they all they have so far is that um, that one quick set video that had uh, Robert Downey Jr. and um, uh, I forget his name, Peter Quill, and uh, and uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So... Um, they reached out to me to see what i could come up with and uh you know i did my best you know i really worked hard on this one and you know i think they're going to enjoy it i think you're going to enjoy it especially once it gets on that celluloid you know what i'm saying you know once it once it once they put it pen to paper uh image to film you know they it's it's really going to be a good time this is going to be a great great film um as long as they you know really follow my notes and they had some notes of their own and, and i think i worked it in as best i could um but uh, but before we get to all of that, um, I just want to read an email that we got. Um, we actually got this at the end of February, and I, I really do apologize um, that I didn't read it sooner. But, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it right now. It's from friend of the show, Mad Mike. Um, he has written us once again and uh and i like i said i apologize i didn't read this sooner but uh let's get to it right now good day panel riot crew welcome back to the airwaves thank you very much appreciate it i would like to thank you for the recommendation to read the vision standalone series wow it was incredible i am telling you guys i'm telling you read the vision get on that marvel unlimited and get after that vision you will not regret it it'll make you feel weird in that way that is great really touching stuff and a weird view into humanity if you need a good DC book to try and get back into that universe I highly recommend both the Teen Titans series both Teen Titans series really enjoying them thus far happy reading Mad Mike I I will check that out I was just having a conversation recently about how it would be so much easier if um, DC had an option similar to Marvel Unlimited that would be great I would in a heartbeat subscribe to that, and just read, read old Batman comics, I would read the, you know, the Teen Titans series, the pre-New 52 stuff, Court of the Owls, all this stuff I've been putting off reading, I would get into it. So, if you're listening, DC, and I know you are, I know you guys are avid listeners, um, take a good gander at Marvel Unlimited, and Comicsology Unlimited, and, uh, and then do that. Just that, that exact same thing just do that, and we'll we'll all be happy, Um, and uh, one other thing before we get into the show here, uh, I do kind of give a thanks to our Patreon subscribers at the end of the show, but I was exhausted, I was only operating on a few hours of sleep, and um, I want to give a proper thank you here at the top of the show, so... um, as always, our sincere thanks to Ed Burke at Ed Burke Thirty Seven, Ellen Sergey at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Doodles, the Great at Sorgatron, and at T Squared at TJ. Thank you very much, all of you. On a scale of one to ten, they're the best, folks. Let's get into the episode. Uh, forgive me for the bad audio, and we'll be back next week with a beautiful-sounding panel riot. Enjoy. Oh, Stan! Stan, uh, throw in the theme song before we start. Just throw. Oh, come on, man! Didn't you? Didn't you? You haven't. You haven't dealt with this stuff with Jack seriously. He's not even here this week. No, I don't know where he is. Yes, I hold you to a higher standard than Jack. Is that what you want to hear? Could just, just, just play the theme.
0: To noble and sublime. we love older now and we don't need someone to care about the innocence we left behind.
1: Fade in. A microwave. It is already running we see inside is a burrito a single, frozen shitty gas station burrito the microwave is spinning and spinning and spinning it beeps and it's done a hand comes into frame pops open the microwave takes the plate out closes the door tracking shot follows the plate and the microwave over to a table The burrito sat down on the table Next to a beer A dented can of shitty light beer Coming in from the other side of the frame Another hand to grasp the burrito An armored hand Red, but dingy Scratched up We recognize it as an Iron Man gauntlet the burrito is picked up We hear eating sounds Chewing A little bit of mm. Whoever this person is Is clearly enjoying the burrito They take a sip of the beer Maybe a gulp The camera starts to slowly pan out Until we see Tony Stark One Iron Man gauntlet wearing a white tank top, sitting at this table, illuminated by a single bulb. Everything is dingy. Everything is filthy. Everything is gross. He doesn't care. He's got a thousand yard stare. He's just eating his burrito. This goes on for a while. For too long. Too long. Tony is just eating this burrito and drinking his beer and having gross burps. Just when the audience thinks, how could this possibly continue to happen? A knock on the door. You hear Thor's voice from outside the door. Brother Stark! Tony pops to his feet aims the gauntlet at the door smash cut to Avengers Infinity War we see the title card and we get the galactic space treatment it zooms in to the very elaborate font through the hole in the A probably because every movie does that and into space, into the space beyond. It zooms very, very slowly through the stars until flying into frame, in a light homage to Star Wars, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill's ship, which I don't remember what it's called. The Monaco? That seems wrong. It floats into space floats past the camera, and we see a little bumper sticker on the back. And turns out it wasn't an homage to Star Wars, it was an homage to Spaceballs, because there's a bumper sticker on the back and it says, my other ship is Spaceballs. Smash cut to the cargo bay of the Monaco or whatever. Rocket Raccoon is in there and he's dicking around with some technology. Just dicking around just having a good old fun time making bombs and guns and stuff now at this point spoiler alert Groot has returned to his normal grown up form he's no longer baby Groot and he wanders into frame and says I am Groot and the audience applauds there's a pause in the action It's just silence while Rocket looks at Groot and Groot looks back at Rocket with a grin knowing that the audience is cheering and applauding and laughing like crazy. This is appropriate as we are co-opting a few of the tropes from live studio audience sitcoms. It's, I, 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 look, I'm not, I'm not into it. It's not exactly what I'm looking for, you know, but... You know, this came down from Disney, all right? They think that the sitcoms are going to come back in a big way, especially filmed in front of a live studio audience sitcoms. So, and you know what? They have the money. So, uh, pause for the laugh. Rocket shakes his head, goes back to his tinkering, right? Groot wanders off, and then we hear that sweet, sultry voice. of Bradley Cooper and he's just mumbling to himself he's just mumbling to himself talking about building bombs and guns but guess what folks it's a dodge it's a twist because everybody thinks oh that's Bradley Cooper he's the voice of uh, Rocket Raccoon out from one of the holding pods comes Bradley Cooper that's right folks Bradley Flippin' Cooper, just the real dude. Just the real dude. And he's wearing normal Earth Dude clothes. And he's handcuffed together. And then we get a, a fun scene that's uh, it's it's pretty meta, right? So uh, the idea is that Bradley Cooper, the actor, is talking to Racket Raccoon, who he is also doing the voice for. Now, obviously, we can't have him doing the voice for while uh while he's talking to him that would that would just be too much uh for the audiences i think so i mean we'll get a celebrity impersonator maybe mel Blanc's son uh maybe that guy who does all the voices on futurama i don't know uh we'll fix it in post um we'll do some adr it'll be great but right now we got bradley cooper talking to racket raccoon okay in walks peter quill and we get that we get that wonderful beautiful close-up hero scene like the three-quarters view of his face and he's got the smirk and it's you know it's it, it, it's really just uh, uh, it's Peter quill in all his swaggery glory and uh, and you know he's immediately right out of the box just dropping 80s references he's just dropping 80s 80s references that's what he does he calls Bradley Cooper oh I don't know. Uh, Splinter? No, that's, that, that doesn't work. Krang? No, no, that's no good. Um, Egon. He calls him Egon. He's like, listen, Egon, you need to get back in your cell because we've got Ravagers on our tail and you're going to fall down and get hurt and your precious cargo. And Bradley Cooper starts mouthing off to him, so Peter Quill, you know, in that anti-hero way, just punches him in the face, just gives him real, uh, just a good hard sock in the mouth, right? real hard sock in the mouth knocks him clean out in that way that I don't think actually happens in real life and then uh, uh, Groot catches him as he is falling over and puts him back in his cell yeah? alright so we see Bradley Cooper being walked carried by Groot down this big long hallway a door slides open and Groot drops him in his cell this point he's starting to come around a little bit and then we hear another voice we hear another voice from the cell right next door and that voice says I told you Bradley Cooper at this point is waking up he's hurt he's like ah Jesus can't you just leave me alone we pan over who's in the cell Sandra Bullock Sandy B that's right folks Sandy B, in this new Avengers Infinity War movie, Sandy B, she's right there, sitting next to Bradley Cooper. Now, what follows is a lot of backstory. It is a lot of backstory. And they talk about, um, you know, how they know each other and their time together, and, you know, they reference a movie that maybe isn't out yet. You know, we can we can really, you know, bump up the synergy uh, in this in this scene here, we can talk about other, you know, Disney properties that aren't necessarily out yet that are starring Bradley Cooper and uh, and Sandra Bullock. Because, I mean, I everybody, you know, 2018 is the year that these two are teaming up. You know, I know you guys are hanging your hat on this, so we can really incorporate some synergy here. And this scene is a good, like, 15 or 20 minutes, right? And I'm thinking just maybe we take... Just one long cut One long, uh, not cut, I'm sorry One long scene, no cuts Of this conversation We do it in one take, right? Birdman style But it's also very emotional and it's very moody Like uh, uh, before sunrise style You know what I'm talking about? And this conversation just goes and goes and goes And they never actually get to Why they're on the ship Why they're here with the Guardians of the Galaxy Which is fine, you know what? We've got to have some mystery. We're still early on in this, in this, uh, in this film, even though we're about 45 minutes, half an hour, uh, even possibly an hour at this point in. So, they have their conversation. It ends on a laugh. These two are clearly old friends at this point. They really enjoy themselves, lots of chemistry, and they're also in a space brig. We cut to the bridge where Gamora is piloting with Drax. Okay? Now, we're right hot and heavy into the action at this point, okay? Just immediately, just right into the action. It's a jarring cut from the conversation between uh, America's Sweethearts, Bradley Cooper, and Sandra Bullock. Um, It's just... We're right there, okay? And it's immediately space battles, okay? Just uh, the Ravagers are, you know, hunting down um, our heroes and they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and, um, you know, Drax is doing some piloting, and Gamora at one point gets up to, um, do some work, uh, on the ship, try to, you know, reroute some systems, or, you know, whatever techno babble, and, um, and Drax is having some problems shaking them, and, and she says, do a barrel roll, and of course, you know, Drax takes everything super literally, so he pulls out, uh, 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 um, uh, what is a is, uh, uh, those, those little candies? The little candies? Little root beer, root beer barrel candies? And, uh, and he starts, uh, uh, crushing it up and rolling it into sushi. And she's like, no, you idiot! And she f- jumps over and grabs the controls and does a barrel roll and, 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 and four ravagers just fly into each other and just smash and explode and, and those lives are, are lost and, and dead. You know, they're, they're gone. And they absolutely had families and friends. And, um, you know, rich full lives that are now lost, just in, in the blink of an eye, just, just, just like that, they're gone. These four ravagers who, uh, you know, these were people. These were real-life people, and there's just nothing left of them. There's not even anything left for their families to bury. You know what I'm talking about? Like, this is a space explosion, right? And, you know, these, you know, these, these, um, ships are working on, you know, crazy, crazy nuclear reactor cores to just be able to fly around and do whatever they want in space, in space, that is just high levels of combustion, right, and and since they're ravagers, you know, they're just, you know, uh, collecting scrap and everything like that, so they, they built these ships out of nothing, so they're really unstable and really messed up. And, and, and maybe it's not even, like, not even all four of them exploded, but one of them exploded so badly that it damaged the other three, and they couldn't eject in time, and just, just dead. Just these, these real people of various alien races are snuffed out from the universe. They are miracles. They are absolute miracles of existence and now they're dead they're gone because Gamora did a barrel roll and you know we needed it to look really cool and so the guardians could get away from these from these ravagers right I mean the real people they were real I'm sorry okay (laughs) alright So, the Guardians get away, and, um... Alright, uh, uh, um... You know what, I, I... I just, I need a minute. Just, just give me... Alright, we'll, we'll be right back. Listen, let's have a conversation, you and I, about space. Space is, uh, terrifying, uh, and it's also, you know, really interesting. You know, there's some, there's some fun stuff out there. Um, specifically... The Empathy Drive. Uh, the Empathy Drive is a webcomic by uh, by Zeke, um, you know, uh, artist, creator, owner of uh, Soul Sworn, which you know and love, and, uh, and he's back with a brand new creation, new sci fi creation. And um, so the general idea is that uh, humans have gone out into space and they're colonizing and they have um, invented this new, basically, miracle technology that lets them. Talk to stars and, um, you know, uh, speed up evolution and all of this stuff. And it's, it's, it's the opposite of the prime directive. You know what I mean? The prime directive is do not interfere with, um, with the natural progression of races um, and cultures and all that. And this is the opposite. Just humans went out and meddled with every single thing they could find, right? And, um, and they go deeper and deeper into space and then they find something they don't like and they can't handle it, so they leave immediately, retreat completely back to Earth, um, leaving just chaos in their wake. All these, all these uh, civilizations that weren't supposed to be civilizations for for years and years and years, um, and, and and this is the story of what happens after that, after the withdrawal, after they all return to Earth, throw up the shields and totally isolate themselves and it's funny and the art is fantastic and there are animations which just enhance an already fantastic comic so go and check it out at your earliest new means uh, empathydrive.com and uh and enjoy just just have a good old time read through the archives and uh and subscribe for new episodes enjoy Alright, we're back Thank you to our wonderful sponsors I love each and every one of you One and all You're the best So The Guardians go to Asgard After committing horrible, terrible murder They go to Asgard Looking for Thor And they land There's no one around as, it's, it is the Asgard that we've seen before: Rainbow Bridge, tall spires, CGI stuff the whole night. But no one is there. And the reason for this is: Oops, we forgot. This is taking place after Thor Ragnarok, which, of course, the audience knows, but the Guardians don't because they didn't—they didn't see it. I mean, everybody else did I mean, everybody else knows uh, about how awesome it was And about how it was mostly a Hulk movie Just kind of backdoored into a, you know, Thor movie And which is really just a Loki movie And Doctor Strange was there too Um, but So they're walking around and they're like Oh, where's Thor? And also everyone else and Groot says, I am Groot, and, um, and also, uh, a dog shows up, not, not Cosmo, not the dog from the, the first Guardians movie, but just a dog, and it's a door, I mean, it's super cute, like, it's a bigger one, like, it's a, it's a lab, or a, or a collie, or something, you know, whatever does the best with test audiences, but it just kind of trots up to the Guardians, and uh, Gamora is freaked out She's like, what is this creature? And then Peter Quill gets a faraway look And he's like He's gonna help us find Thor Smash cut to um, You know, that weird song That they were commissioned for um, Civil War or whatever, right? And the uh, title screen, Brooklyn and we're just we're just gonna play this the scene again from uh, from Civil War where Spider Man is introduced, right? And Tony Stark rolls up, and you know the the whole you got that the stuff with him and Marissa Tomei, and um, and it's it's really great. And the the reason for this is we're getting so much bang for our buck here. Everybody loved that scene. Everybody just shit their pants, and they're gonna do it all over again. You know, they they won't even realize that they're just seeing the same. Scene over again. I mean, we'll have to do a little bit of CGI because last time we saw Tony, you know, in that cold open, he was in he was in bad shape, right? So you know, maybe we'll you know leave the scene as is, but put him in sweatpants. You know, we can we can totally do that, and it is way cheaper than having uh, having um, uh, Downey back in to film. You know what I mean? like, that shit is expensive, and sweatpants are cheap, so we'll just, we'll just run that whole scene again, okay, and it's like, it's like Spider-Man's being all introduced again, and they're gearing up for some kind of thing, and they don't know what it is, um, or, or we don't know what it is, uh, and before it was Civil War, but now it's, it's something else, you know what I mean, it's, it's really something else, so... Um, after that, and we have the touching, you know, the, the quick origin story, um, that Peter talks about, uh, about Uncle Ben and everything like that, um, and, and you know what, it's also kind of like a quick little meta commentary for the, you know, for the, for the fans about, uh, you know, well, we keep telling this origin story, everybody keeps telling Spider-Man's origin story, well, we're doing it too, we're doing it too, um, literally, we're just replaying it again. for the eagle-eyed viewers. So at this point, at this point, um, we kind of shift over to a funeral. It's your absolute like classic funeral scene. Um, everything's in black and white and, um, All the Avengers are assembled, with the exception, of course, of of Tony Stark. He's not there. Spider-Man's not there. Um, But everyone else is. Everyone else, you know, you got Falcon, Vision, uh, Wanda's there, Uh, Cap makes an appearance, Uh, Black Panther has showed up. Um, they uh, They took Winter Soldier out of the deep freeze for this one. Um, you know, just, just the whole, everybody, a war machine is, is miraculously healed and also there. Um, and, uh, he's just wearing his war machine like pants, right? Just the pants. Um, and it looks, it's bulky and weird, but, um, he's, he's, we're playing up that PTSD thing that, that we did in, uh, in Iron Man 3, like, uh, his legs work okay, but now he's kind of paranoid about it, so he's just wearing the, the, the war machine pants, which are noisy, um, minimum, bare minimum, they are noisy during this funeral scene, and, um, so we've got, we've got all of them, and then we, we also have, you know, in the foreground, um, we've got, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, right? Um, and they're, you know, dressed very, very sharply, but also in mourning. Um, Hawkeye's got a suit on, Black Widow's dressed in black, and she's got the, um, the veil. And you're trying to figure it out, like, oh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who died? Who died? Who died? Um, and, uh, and then we kind of a priest steps into frame and this is prime Stan Lee uh cameo material. Okay? He should play the priest. Um and what we can do is every Stanley scene before this has been just, you know, just a one-liner and it's really funny, and he's just there and he's like, Oh, look at Stanley. We're gonna take a left turn and it's gonna be a touching eulogy. I mean, he's really, he's just going to go on and on, and he's going to talk about mortality and how, you know, every man must answer for his actions and everything like that, and its it's got to be, I mean, we really, we cannot uh, drop the ball on this one because its it's got to be touching, and people, I mean, people need to be crying in the theater, just tears streaming down faces. I want people to have this speech tattooed just uh, down their ribs because, I, I mean, uh, okay, research shows that, that millennials, um, you know, uh, 18 to 34, um, they, when they get they get tattoos, tattoos are very popular again now, and, and they always get them on their ribs, okay? It's tattoos and smoking, it's all back, and the tattoos, they happen on the ribs. So it's got to be something, I want to see this on every, every kids' ribs for the next ten years, minimum this touching moving, stirring a little bit funny a little bit irreverent speech by Stanley who is also a priest and finally he wraps it all up by saying and finally we lay to rest the body of Bruce Banner and um Black Widow is clearly shaken, but she doesn't cry, she does not cry, because she's, she's strong, she's a strong woman, and she's touched, clearly, and she's sad, she's upset that this is happening, but she does not cry, and everybody throws dirt on the casket, and... I mean it's silent You know You think you're gonna get Some fun interaction With all these No It is a somber Funeral scene I'm tired of these Irreverent funeral scenes And it's raining And everybody just Kind of walks off And they all go In different directions Cause they're I mean sort of Avengers But they have not Really assembled They have only Kind of technically Assembled And you get a nice Touching scene Between Hawkeye And And uh, And Black Widow and he just kind of, you know, puts his hand on her back and gives her a little smile. And she gives a little smile back and a nod. And he goes off, you know, to his family. <clears throat> um, and uh, she walks off and starts, uh, you know, heading for her car, which she's driving herself. And she pulls out her cell phone. And then we hear the voice. We hear the voice of uh Mark Ruffalo and it says hey Nat how was the funeral and she says it was touching you should have been here he's not there Bruce Banner is alive he's not dead she gets in the car and you know everybody goes off and then we we take a we have a slow pan over to the gravesite where um, where, where we thought Bruce Banner was buried And you know the rain is spattering Against the dirt and, uh, You know the coffin and everything like that And it you know a slow pan over And a slow zoom in And then Jump scare A giant green fist Bursts out of the dirt And out of the coffin Now wait a minute Bruce Banner, we just established, was not dead, and in that coffin, who is it going to be, well, it's She-Hulk, but we're going to, you know, hold off on that one, that's, we're not even going to explain it in this particular film, that's going to come into play later, uh, when we do the She-Hulk film, which is, um, which is actually, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, legal thriller, we're, we're getting, um, uh, uh, Pelican Brief, yeah, who wrote that, um, John, John Grisham. John Grisham. Yeah, that, sure. Why not? We're gonna get him in, and uh, and he's gonna write us a, a legal thriller, and then we're just gonna drop uh, She Hulk's name in everywhere. And then for the second half of the film, she's um, she's bulky and green. Uh, we're still workshopping it, but we really think we're gonna make a lot of money on toy sales. Lawyer Jen. Okay. Um, so it, it's just it's a quick cut. Just. Boom. Fist out with a little growl and, uh, uh, and or just a real quick cut. And suddenly we're, um, we're back on Asgard. And uh, just not a moment has passed. Not, not a single moment. And um, is, it, it's where Peter just said, he's going to help us find Thor. And Drax is just baffled by this. Um, cause it's an animal and he doesn't know how animals or words work. So he's just totally blown away. And, you know, we'll, we'll write it in later. You know, so he says something to the effect of, um, you're an idiot and dogs can't talk and, and all of this stuff. And, and then, um, Peter breaks from being very dramatic and he's like, oh, uh, 80s reference. Um, oh no, he's, he's silly. He's going to help us find Thor and um what what happens is he's got a little um he's got a little collar around his neck this dog does right and he's got a little little gem on the collar right so um rocket rolls up on the dog and um you know there can be some kind of joke about mm, family resemblance you know cuz they're both furry um and uh, he takes this little gem and uh, he's he's blown away by what he sees. And he's like, don't you F- F- Flargens know what this is? And, um, and they're like, no, is it, what is it, Is it his name? What is it? And, uh, he's like, no, it's the light of Xenon. Is it Xenon? I don't remember. It's, it's the, 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 the gem from Men in Black 2. That actually contains a universe or whatever, right? That's a marble or whatever when they zoom out, and um, that's what it is. And his dog has it around his neck, and um, and uh, and you know, Bradley Cooper as Rocket is like, I think Quill was right. I think this is going to help us find Thor, and he takes the gem and pops it in his mouth, and everyone's like, Oh no! Ah, gross! Ba bah bah. bah. And, um, he's like, calm down, I had to clean it, or whatever, and he pops it in a little device, and a little, um, galaxy map pops up, and, um, indicates where Thor is, and it turns out it was Earth, and, um, and then we get that slow pull in on, on Peter Quill, and he's like, looks like I'm going home, and, um, another smash cut to Earth, and, and Tony Stark... You know, we're finally, finally, finally back to Iron Man Tony Stark, um, and uh, you know, Thor knocking on his uh on his door and um he's like, All right, all right, hang on, hang on one minute And um he finishes eating, again very slowly and just sloppily, just getting just shit and stains all over his shirt, it's disgusting, like, you can, you can see the stink lines coming off him, like, pig pen from Peanuts, you know what I mean, just, there's just a cloud and stink lines, you know, um, it's, it's really unpleasant, and, um, he opens the door, and without saying a word, just, pow, repulsive blast, just straight into Thor's chest, which, um, you know, Thor isn't really phased by because I mean it's Thor, you know? He bounces off his golden abs and um and, and, and he's fine, right? He laughs it off and gives Tony a big hug. And then the smell hits him and we get that, oh it's a classic goof. It's a classic goof, and he's like, Oh Oh friend Stark smell like Toothnasher, my seldom seen goat friend but in, behind um, behind him walks Toothnasher, his goat friend you know, and um, you know, just the more animals we can get into this the better, seriously, we got that dog we got this goat, rocket kind of counts, and of course he's like making goat noises and he's walking over and eating tin cans, he finds a tin can uh, and all this stuff uh, in Tony's weird apartment, and, um, they're like, what, 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 uh, what happened to you, friend Stark, and, um, Tony, you know, is very flippant, and he's like, oh, nothing, I'm fine, what do you mean, nothing's different, I look exactly the same way that I did, and, um, Thor kind of arches an eyebrow, and he's like, this is because Pepper left, isn't it, and, um, Tony's like, don't you mention her name Don't you say her name And he, like, charges up his repulsor blast again Which, you know, we've established doesn't do anything But Tony doesn't care um, And Thor is like, what happened? And then Pepper pops out from uh, another room And she also is just just filthy and, and super, you know Looking tired and, and worn down And just been eating cans of beans, you know um, but still lovely, you know, still, you know, really elegant really lovely. Cause this is Gwyneth Paltrow we're talking about, you know, she's, you know, that's going to shine through no matter how much filth and hobo makeup, uh, we put on her face. Right. And we're really, we're really going to cake it on here. Um, and, uh, she, uh, she, she pops out and Thor is surprised to see her. And she looks at Thor, and she and she she says, "What the hell are you doing here?" And her eyes start to glow red, because it's a reference to when she got the um the what you call it all up in herself. What was it? The extremists from Iron Man three. And with that, folks, uh, that's the quick cliffhanger. Yeah, ba boom. Uh, we got to go to commercial. So uh, stick with us for the uh, grand finale of. Avengers, Infinity War, part one. Uh, We'll be right back. Books, books, books. Books, books, books. I know you love books. I love books, too. I mean, come on, you're listening to a podcast about comic books. Clearly, you like reading something. I got good news for you. You're spending all your time reading comics, right? that's fine. That's great. I'm on board. I'm supportive of your lifestyle. But the fact of the matter is, there's other books too. Big, huge, amazing novels. Short, hilarious, not novels. There's more to life than comic books. There's more books out there. But I hear you say, Will, I don't have the time to read all these. I'm reading comics all the time, man. I'm reading comics and then I'm driving to work and then I'm working, reading comics on my lunch break, getting off work, driving home, reading more comics, and then go bed. When am I gonna read books? Well, I've got great news for you folks. There is a service for you. They will read the books to you. That's right. You know it. You love it. Audible.com. And now, as a listener of Panel Riot, you get an exclusive offer. Head over to audibletrial.com slash panelriot. Get a free audiobook today. One free audiobook, totally yours to keep. Enjoy it. Listen to it on your drive. Listen to it while you're working, providing you don't have to talk to people very much. Listen to it whenever you're not reading comics. May I recommend Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe? Let me tell you, folks, this book is straight up fascinating, and it is also massive, which translates into a lot of hours of entertainment for you. Find out about the history of Marvel Comics, what it was like when they were coming up, and uh, what that bullpen really was like when, uh, when Stan Lee was running things. You can also relive the 90s, which was horrible. Uh, folks, head on over one more time to audibletrial.com and get your free audiobook today thanks alright we're back thank you again to our sponsors you make the sunshine and you make me feel warm inside my heart and mind <laughs> um, so alright, where do we leave off uh, the guardians of the galaxy the horrible, mur- horrible murderers have um, found a dog and they're going back to Earth. Iron Man has shown up. And um, Pepper, he's living with Pepper in a dingy apartment. Uh, with And then Thor is hanging out. Um, let's see here. We had the brief She-Hulk introduction. Hulk is still kicking around space. And Jesus, how did the Russo brothers do this? There's so many um, characters just, just a, there's just a lot going on here. I mean, how? And we're in the third act. We're in the third act already. Already, we're in the third act. Man, I haven't even gotten into Captain America, <clears throat> and um, and what he's been up to. And you know, uh, was it Agent Thirteen or Agent Thirty Seven? The uh, 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 Agent Carter's great granddaughter or granddaughter or whatever. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta talk about her and her you know troublesome relationship with Steve and, uh, and all of that stuff, and, and we, I mean, we got it, we've got to have some Spider-Man, you know, heavy on the Spider-Man, that really's got to be, I mean, it's a big selling point, and, um, we're gonna work in that Wolverine cameo, because we got Hugh Jackman to come back, it's just really, um, it's, it's really, you know what, it's part one, you know, we'll fix a lot of this stuff in post, some creative editing, it'll be great, so, um, uh, so, okay, well, let's, uh, let's, real quick, we'll go back to the apartment scene, and, um, let's see here, Pepper's like, what the hell are you doing here, and Thor's like, we need you, and she's like, suit up, and Tony's like, really, and she's like, really, um, and then they do, and, um, he puts on his Iron Man armor, you know, uh, he takes a shower, yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. takes a shower, absolutely, and, you know, we can get a little cheesecake in there, you know what I mean, we can show some of the abs, <coughs> excuse me, uh, so far, Robert Downey Jr. has done well, you know, he hasn't really had to show off his, um, his abs the way we did with, um, uh, man, I didn't, I totally forgot about Ant-Man, uh, Okay. Um, he was there the whole time. He was a Paul Rudd, uh, Ant Man. He was there the whole time. You know, in, in in every scene, he was just very small, and um, he's he's the 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 thread that is gonna, you know, he's gone through all the the plots and he's pulling them all together. He because he was there for all of them and he knows all the secrets. Okay, um, there. All right, Paul Rudd. We got Paul Rudd back in the film. Great. Um, so Robert Downey Jr. hasn't had to show off his abs the way we did with Paul Rudd, but um, you know, it's time. So he takes, uh, an extended shower, very steamy, um, maybe show a little butt, and, um, uh, and puts on his Iron Man suit, and, um, uh, Pepper puts on her suit, and her suit is Rescue, we're introducing the Rescue character, and, you know, we'll put in some kind of, something about how, um, the suit is amplified by her extremist powers and it focuses her flames and keeps her cool or whatever you know it, it's it's you know it's like keeping the shrapnel from tony's heart and it's keeping her powers under control so she doesn't catch on fire and die um and uh, her version of jarvis is ewan mcgregor and it's not even like a clever name it's not like friday or jocasta or whatever it's no it's just straight ewan mcgregor um everybody loves Ewan McGregor, and, um, frankly, I owe him a couple of favors, and I think this might help that, um, so, it's got to be Ewan McGregor, okay, no two ways about it, so, um, they suit up, and, um, they're all about to take off, they're all on the roof of this, you know, apartment building, uh, which is in New York, uh, right, and, um, there are, we, we get a cool scene where they're all kind of hovering, all three of them, and having a conversation about, you know, what the threat is, and what's gonna happen, and Thor's there, and, um, and then Spider-Man swings in, and he shows up, and he's like, hey guys, what's going on, quip, 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 thwip, 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 thwip. uh, and, um, and then Thor explains, he, like, Thor goes to attack him, and Iron Man's like, no, 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 this is Underoos, or whatever, um, this is this is '90s reference, and uh, <laughs> and Thor's like, oh, okay, cool, and they're having a conversation, they're catching Spider Man up, and uh, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy roll in, right? Because they were headed there because they're looking for Thor, and Thor's like, hey, what's going on? And they explain the big threat, and Thor's like, oh, yeah, I, I knew about that. I'm I'm aware about Thanos. Um, and the Guardians are like, well, what are you doing here? And he just kind of vaguely gestures to Iron Man, who waves. Um, and, uh, he's like, hey Pete, I'm at Peter Quill, because Iron Man knows. And, uh, Spider-Man goes to say, oh, cool, your name's Peter too. And then he cuts himself off, and he's like, mm, uh, never mind, nothing, didn't say anything. Um, they're like, who's this guy? Why is he wearing underoos? And, you know, Tony's like, ha ha. It's a little reference to what he said, uh, about him before, right? So, you know, everybody's all, uh, all gathered up here on the rooftop and they're all kind of like airborne and going to go off into space. And, um, you know, we can have a throwaway line, like, should we call anybody else? And they're like, no, no, we're probably good. And then, um, leaping up over the edge of the, uh, the, the, you know, roof of the apartment building is Wolverine you just see like this clawed hand come up over the edge and shink and he's been using his claws to climb up and he's like I finally found you bub he says bub and uh no you don't really know who who he's talking about originally you know and he goes to um attack somebody on that rooftop you know and uh it's a fake out it's a fake out he was chasing a pigeon which he skewers Uh, with his claws, and then eats, um, gotta be all fake, gotta be all fake, we are not getting into the, uh, the ASPCA, you know, we want that thing at the end, no animals injured, so, gotta be fake, okay, heavy on the CG, so he, um, he catches the pigeon, and, uh, you know, Iron Man scans his records, they come up empty, so does Pepper, and, uh, it's Spider-Man who's like, oh, hey, I know this guy, and he uh, kind of recounts a brief encounter he had with him at one point, where um, uh, well, this is this is you know, if we want to work in the F word, now's the time. Uh, you know, we can have like a flashback, just just like they did in um that in the X Men First Class movie, where uh, Wolverine shows up, drops an F bomb, leaves. You know what I mean? Um, so he remembers that and everyone's like, whew, that's, uh, rough. Uh, you want to come to space and fight a, uh, big purple guy? And Wolverine's like, sure, is there beer? Because, you know, he likes beer. Um, yes, there's beer and, because uh, Peter has it on his ship and so they, uh, they all go to take off. Oh, and Deadpool shows up and he's like, hey, me too! And, uh, he's also in the ship. And I mean at that point, you know, we get an hour and a half of just Deadpool quips, you know, he's just, it's just like, he's over here, and he's talking to Rocket, and then he's having a conversation with Groot, and that's hilarious, because, you know, it's one-sided, but it's not, and then he's hes just staring at uh, uh, um, uh, Gamora, and she's staring back, and eventually, you know, he goes to say something or touch her, and she just cuts his arm off, um, and uh, he's messing with uh, Batista, I can't, I'm sorry, Drax. I can't remember his name. Um, he's messing with Drax, just kind of patting him on the head or whatever, and you know all of this stuff. And he's going down to the brig and talking to Sandra Bullock, and you know it's, we can do some real fourth wall stuff here, um, where they're just they're just you know talking about real life stuff and uh you know he can take off the mask and we can have you know a brief thing about um their proposal the movie that you know Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock were together it's going to be great you know this is the kind of this is exactly what people are coming to see uh in this movie just just Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds um having a conversation um now what we don't have is any interaction with him and Wolverine okay it's a rights issue we can't we can't do it nobody really wants to see it anyway like, it's not a thing, um, but it's just, um, it's just, we can't do it anyway, so no big deal. Um, at this point, uh, we find ourselves in, in a bit of trouble, because we have, you know, some of the Avengers, some of our, you know, famous Marvel properties here, um, and, you know, they're all heading off to fight Thanos, but then we've, uh, we have all the other ones, and, you know, everyone's in this movie, they're all contractually obligated, um, all the way down to the, the, you know, the, the, the scientist who helped make Vision, you know, she's gonna be in this movie, she's already signed the contract, we were just, give, just throwing them, we just giving them away, you know what I mean, um, if, if, if they were in a Marvel movie and had a speaking line, you know, we're like, oh, we're well, gonna be in Infinity War, right, because we just wanted to have, we wanted to make sure everyone was gonna be there, so, um, uh, I think, and I know that we're going to get some pushback on this, but I think the best thing for us to do at this point is introduce the Beyonder. I didn't want to do this, um, but, you know, we're, we're coming up to the, the, the end of this movie, the big standoff with Thanos, and everyone's got to be there. We have to have that hero shot, just like in the Avengers, the first one, but it's going to be like 20 minutes because it's got to be all uh, of the Avengers. So, all right, so Beyonder shows up with his golden curls. You know, this has got to be Disco Beyonder, because we want the fans to recognize him for, for what he is. You know what I mean? Just immediately, right away, just boom, there's the Beyonder. I know that suit, I know that hair, I know those powers, you know. There are, there's no more iconic characters than the Beyonder. So, you don't mess with perfection, so, the Beyonder will show up, and he'll be the one to gather everybody up. and be like, you're needed, you're needed, you're needed, whatever, you know what I mean? And, and uh, let's see, who can we get to play the Beyonder? Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. No, 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 he's gonna be in the new Guardians movie. Uh, Kurt Russell, no, he's not gonna be in the... Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, he would make a great Beyonder. Oh, no, no, he's Doctor Strange. Ah, oh, Doctor Strange! Oh, We forgot about Doctor Strange. Crap, he was there the whole time too. He was there. He was uh, astral projecting, watching everything. Um, he was he was there the whole time with uh, with uh, Ant Man, um, and he knew Ant Man was there, but Ant Man didn't know he was there. And uh, you know, he, he was. Uh, we'll have a fun little interaction between Paul Rudd and Benedict Cumberbatch at some point. At some point. Whew. Jesus, this is hard. Um, okay, uh, so the Beyonder pops around. Oh, yeah, we were, we we're we still got to deal with casting. Um, uh, we can't have uh, can't have uh, no, you know, Bradley Cooper's already doing double duty on this one. We can't throw him in again. Um, we could we could bring in Patrick Stewart. Um, and just say I'm taking a familiar body, right? Um, and put him in a wig yeah, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. I mean, he's he's great. He's got gravitas, um, and 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 everybody loves him. So we've got Captain Picard as the Beyonder in a curly blonde wig, and he's popping around and you know gathering all the heroes, um, including Cap. And um, you know, I think Chris Evans is kind of done with this anyway, so we don't have to give him that big of a part anyway. So um, so everybody gathers up and. Um, they go off to see Thanos, and um, they fly to his little planet. And um, at this point, we get a big action scene, right? Where um, because of course they're met with resistance, and you've got you've got uh, you know Thor and Iron Man and, and, and all that crew, and they're with the Guardians, and they're kind of flying their ships around, and you know they're out in space with their iron suits and they're fighting off chitari and all that stuff and um and then they start looking around and they realize that the other their friends are there all the other heroes and then the hulk shows up right bruce banner hulk shows up and uh oh and we can have you know we'll have to put in another scene where um that kind of explains where he was what he was doing and how he got back in contact with um with natasha and all that stuff we'll we'll put we'll put it in there we'll put it in um, so, uh, big, big battle scene against all the Chitari and, you know, there's gotta be, we gotta have stakes, gotta have stakes. So, some people have to get injured, um, some people maybe, uh, you know, taken out of action briefly, maybe just briefly. Nothing serious, you know, these are, um, these are, you know, our, our breadwinners, and like I said, we want that big, uh, b- big hero scene at the end, so, um finally, they fight through all the chitari and even Loki shows up, because, you know, everybody loves Tom Hiddleston, well, let's be straight about that, you know, if he's, if he's not in a movie where Thor is, then what's the point of having Thor, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, so, um, finally, they get into Thanos's Thanos' Thanos's, <laughs> Thanos's, quote-unquote throne room, where um you know he's sitting in his in his floaty rock throne and uh, all the avengers are crowded onto this floating rock and uh they they all um are primed for battle and uh Thanos finally stands up and turns around and he's wearing two infinity gauntlets and he punches them together fist to fist and a bright flash of light happens, and that's the end of the film, that's it, it's a big cliffhanger, everybody wants to see the battle, uh, between, you know, every Avenger ever, and also Wolverine and Thanos, and that's, that's just all the second movie is, uh, that's, uh, that's all the second one is, it's just a three-hour battle of, you know, the Avengers versus Thanos with his two infinity gauntlets, um, And, uh, and yeah, you know what? Bring in the Russo brothers to write that one Because I did all the hard work Okay? I got them all to that point So, thank you, Marvel Uh, I will look for my check in the mail And, and, and you're also, you're welcome, Russo brothers Because, uh, I did your job for you Alright? I did the hard work So, you know, get it together, guys I, I've just handed you this on a silver platter. And all you gotta do now is write the stupid thing. Just just make a cool fight scene for three hours. Alright? Just just get it together. Alright, everybody, thanks for listening to Panel Riots. You can check it out. It's PanelRiot.com. We're all on Twitter, everybody's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Um Thank you to our Patreon listeners, subscribers, supporters, uh, thank you, Mayor, thank you, Ellen, thank you, TJ, thank you, Ed, thank you, Sorg, holy shit, I'm sorry, just a giant turkey just flew in front of the, the panel riot, the panel riot, the, the, my car, a giant turkey flew in front of my car, sorry, everybody, um... Thank you, yes, thank you to all our Patreon supporters. You scale one to ten, you're the best. Uh, we, you listen to us on iTunes, leave us, rate us, review. Five stars. We're on Google Play. Uh, and panel Uh I love you. Thank you for listening. We're all in this together. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
0: Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>